Happy Thursday, Wildcat fans. <clears throat> Excuse me. Pac-12 game day is here. What do you need to know about the tournament? We're going to go player by player, team by team, and we are going to give you our projections. Let's get started here on Locked On Wildcats. You are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Thursday. Happy game day, Wildcat fans. And thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats. As always, I am your host, Mike Luke. All right. Now. Lots to get to this show, but game day is here for the Arizona Wildcats. First, what does this tournament mean for a lot of different players and their futures? First, we're going to start with the Julius Tabellis. All right. Now, everybody, first of all, got to give Zoo a lot of credit here because Zoo is playing good, good ball again, and that is certainly a big-time testament to him. Um, because again, he's had, you know, a lot of people questioning, including myself, what was his going to be his mentality come March? Well, March is here. And again, while this isn't quite March madness, this is a big time opportunity for Zoo. Now, the first thing that we, I think we need to talk about is he's got to dominate. He has got to dominate this tournament. Again, it's not necessarily, it's not for me per se, but again, he's a guy that he has to go in there. And he's got to play like a first-team All-American. We've been talking about this from day one, that he has got to be that dude. And you know what? He should be that dude because he's got all the ability in the world to be that guy. Um, it doesn't matter who they play. We've seen that. He should be able to dominate. He's that type of guy. So, um, and again, I don't know what the future holds for Zoo. Um, people smarter than me certainly think that he has, there's a, a good chance that he could come back next year, which obviously I think we would all love to see zoo would certainly be welcome back with open arms to put it mildly. Um, but this is a big time tournament for him. And let's be honest here. It's a springboard into the springboard into next year or into uh, the PAC 12 or the NCAA tournament. It's a springboard into just you know, heading in there with good vibes. Big tournament for Zoo. All right, up next, Umar Ballo. Now, again, I I hold Umar to a little bit of a different standard than Zoo because, again, Umar, while very, very talented, is not the, um, he's not, a, you know, he's just not the talent that Azulis Tabellis is, and there's nothing wrong with that. There really isn't. But there's a few things, though, that I think we need to look at, though, when talking about him. And the first thing is, is he got to work on catching the ball better? Um, don't need don't need you to go out there and be Kareem Abdul-Jabbar or Akeem Olajuwon or anything like that, but certainly need you to be able to catch the ball better because again, you've got that ability, or you know, you showed earlier in the year that you can do that. These past, I don't know, this past couple games has been a real regression for Umar Ballo. Need to get back on the right foot, right there. If you get back on the right foot then things, I think, really start to uh, play well for Arizona. Because, again, you got to remember, Arizona's big advantage every single game is the big men. Pardon the pun. So, again, you need big, you need a big performance out of him. You get a big performance out of him, then I think that things really start to work out uh, very well, to put it mildly. All right, then 
said Henderson was uh, said had a terrible game against uh, UCLA. I'm not really breaking any news right there, um, but you know, again, that just it just kind of is what it is. There's nothing that you can really do about that. You got to get back though on the uh, right track. Said is a very solid role player for the Cats, and uh, not only is he a solid role player for the Cats. Um, they need they need him because there's been many times this year where he's really stepped his game up, and when he's really stepped his game up, um, he has been a uh, you know he has been a he's been a big time dude for the U of A. So again, that's what we need. Arizona needs him to be that player. Um, now, Courtney Ramey, I've said from day one, and I'm going to continue to say this that I think Arizona needs Courtney Ramey to be their second best player, and there's a variety of reasons for that. But I think the first one is that you need uh, Courtney Ramey, again, is a guy that can do a little bit more than some of the other ball handlers on here. He's a more natural ball handler, which I think is something that people certainly should keep an eye on. Um, but there's a lot, though, like with Courtney Ramey, what you need to get. And what you need to get is not only just three-point shooting, but I'd love to see you getting in the paint a little bit more. I'd love to see you go in there and start to uh, assert yourself because again you can do more than uh, than you than you've shown I think to this point so again there's uh that's what I'd like to see from him as well now a couple other things I'd love would love to see um Pella Larson continue his strong play again I don't expect Pella to be a star but Arizona needs Pella to be one of its three or four best players here I think that that is probably going to happen now, when it comes to uh, um, when it comes to Kirk Carissa, you know, I think with Kerr, you kind of know, and this isn't a diss, but I think with Kerr, you kind of know that you know what you what you see is what you're going to kind of get. You're going to get some good shooting, but at the same time, you're going to get uh, or excuse me, some good passing, but at the same time, you're going to get some fairly average shooting, some fairly average defense, and that's uh, I think that's just something that is going to. Uh, that's just going to be the case. That's just what's going to follow him, I think. Um, and then, uh, let's see, Kylan Boswell, continue to ball, dude. You've been absolutely fantastic. Everybody out here, I think, is a big uh, fan of what you've been doing. Arizona needs him to continue to be that guy. He can be that guy. And, again, talk about a springboard to next year, a springboard to next year in a big way because, again, he can. Um, he's going to be given the keys. I don't know in what manner he's going to be given the keys to the castle, but he's going to be given the keys to the castle. Keys to the castle. Keys to the Ferrari. Keys to the Lambo. You name it, Kylan Boswell's got the keys to those things. But that's kind of where you're at. I'd love to see the Peaks get some run, but I don't think the Peaks are going to be playing a ton. But again, as you at the back, the secondary Peaks. But as you all know. And we've talked about this many, many, many times that the Peaks do their work in practice. The Peaks work is not on uh, the backup Peaks work is not unnoticed on this show. All right. Now, let's look ahead then. Talked about this a little bit yesterday, but I believe that there's five teams that uh, can win this, uh, can win the Pac-12 tournament. We talked about, we're going to, now we're just going to talk a little bit about the problems that they pose for Arizona, not necessarily a breakdown and how Arizona can counteract those. First, you got UCLA. UCLA is um, UCLA is the favorite to win the conference, um, even without Jalen Clark, which surprised me a little bit. That one surprised me a little bit. I didn't uh, necessarily think that. Uh, just didn't necessarily see that one happening. But they uh, they did uh, 
Uh, they are the favorite. UCLA can attack Arizona because, again, Tiger Campbell is a problem for anybody at the U of A. And, um, you know, and he's certainly shown that over the years. With, uh, um, but, uh, and Jaime Hawkes, Arizona's done a fairly good job on Jaime Hawkes. Um, so that's something that you need to keep an eye on as well because, again, done a pretty good job right there. Um, with, uh, with, um, you know, the rest of the squad, it's kind of a lot of mess. Again, Mick Cronin's done a very, very good job with this team. But at the same time, UCLA, especially without Jalen Clark, is very, very beautiful. Or very be- beautiful. Very beatable. So then you got USC. Talked about this yesterday again. What they provide for you is they provide length. Um, especially when you got big Vince up front. Big fan of Big Vince on this show. Vince Iwachuku. I think he's going to be one of the best players in the country next year. One of the best big men in the country. There, I said that. 100% believe that as well. But you also got a uh, you also got a um, uh, a bunch of different things in play right here, though, with uh, the Wildcats, with USC, with Vince Iwachuku. Um, jo- jo- uh, Joshua Morgan up front, another guy that can block some shots. Joshua Morgan is a player that um, you got to be able to, you know, you got to account for offensively because he could be there uh, on the other side of the ball. I'm not worried about him scoring much on offense, but if you're on the offensive side, if you're Arizona, you got to be, you got to be prepared for him because he could block some shots. And we've seen that many, many times before now. Some other guys then to certainly keep an eye on then. Boogie Ellis, Drew Peterson. I don't know what Arizona – Arizona, I would imagine, is going to put Kylan Boswell on um, Boogie Ellis. I think that he would be in the game early at that point. So there's that. Then you got Oregon. Um, you got Oregon. Uh, I thought going into the year Oregon was going to be fantastic. They are not. Um, yes, they have a bye, but anybody that's watched Oregon this year knows that this really isn't. Uh, this isn't a team that I don't think really scares anybody. They're dysfunctional. Um, now watch, they're going to go on a run right here. But in Folly Dante's fantastic. After that, meh, whatever. Um, then ASU. The problem with ASU is that they're going to have to go through the gauntlet. ASU is going to have to go through like five different teams or four different awesome teams to get there. Don't see that one happening. I think they can upset anybody on a given day, but. Also, don't think that they have the uh, capability, though, to be able to um, run off against four good teams. That's kind of where it's at. Now, one thing you don't need to worry about, though, FanDuel. The FanDuel.com backslash locked on college. FanDuel Sportsbook. All right. March Madness is here. I don't care. I know the NCAA tournament isn't here, but the Pac-12 tournament's here. Then the NCAA tournament is here. There's never been a better time to get onto FanDuel, and I mean that seriously. Um, again, the uh, you got uh, all kinds of you got basketball all in high gear. You got baseball right around the corner. I don't like baseball at all, but baseball when you're betting on a game is far more enjoyable. That's a uh, that's that is for sure. So again, lock, fanduel.com backslash locked on. Check it out. Good stuff going on right there. And like I said, this is the better, best time of the year to start betting on stuff. Plus, you got UFC. Anybody that saw the Bones Jones fight could have made a lot of money off that. So again, FanDuel Sportsbook. We'll be right back with you. 
March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats. I am your host, Mike Luke. All right, now, now, let's talk about the uh, let's talk about what a win what a win in the conference tournament would mean. I think Arizona would lock up the number two. Uh, I think Arizona would lock up the number. Yes, I'm going to say it. I think they would lock up the number one seed or number two seed in the West with a win in the Pac-12 tournament because again, by that point, you'd be 28 and six. You would have a lot of stuff on your resume that you could look at and you could say, listen. And again, I realize that you got to get 13 Big Ten teams in, but that doesn't mean that Arizona wouldn't, that doesn't mean that Arizona shouldn't be there at that point. So again, um, I think, again, I, I believe that this Arizona team, that's kind of where they're sitting at right there. I think that they're a, uh, I think they're one or a, they have everything to play for. I don't think they drop below a three, but when you become a three, then you can be shipped out anywhere. You can be ship, shipped off to Poughkeepsie or, you know, someplace like that. You don't want to be shipped off to Poughkeepsie. So, again, you take care of business here, which I honestly, I'm a little surprised Arizona isn't the favorite to win the conference uh, tournament, mainly because I think US, UCLA without Jaden Clark is a, or Jalen Clark is a totally different animal. But, again, I've been wrong in the past. But I would back the A on this one. I would pick Arizona to win the conference tournament. Um, but I win again. A win would be huge, huge, huge for the Wildcats right here. Um, obviously, we'll be back with you tomorrow, breaking all that, breaking everything down that happened. But also, again, got to give some kudos here to Tommy Lloyd. Talked about this a little bit the other day, but what he's done with this squad has been fantastic. Um, you watch this Wildcat team and. Again, this isn't meant to bag on the players because they're good. But you look at him and you've got you've got as you or uh, you got a Julius Tabellus. He's a star. But after that, everybody else is kind of a role player, and that is a you know that's just kind of is what it is. That's not a diss towards. Uh, it's not a diss towards anybody. Um, but they're just kind of you know that's it's just kind of the way it is. And um, Lloyd, I like again. I thought going into the year that this team would probably be somewhere between seventeen to twenty-five. Lloyd has got this team outperforming that expectation uh, considerably, and again, that is a uh, that is a big tip of the cap to Tommy Lloyd right there for what he's been able to do. I know a lot of people get frustrated with. Uh, I know a lot of people get frustrated right now with the, um, you know, uh, well. Tough losses here, tough losses there. Yes, but again, when you have a team with one star and a bunch of role players, you're going to be vulnerable at times. I hate to say it, that's just the way it is, and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, now, so again, I think the Arizona is going to win the Pac-12 tournament right here. Um, big, big, very, very excited. Now, what? Um, looking, looking ahead though, a little bit, looking ahead to the NCAA tournament. What are the kind of teams you want to avoid? What are the teams you want to play? We'll be talking about that here in a second. You're listening to Locked On Wildcats. 
Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats. I am your host, Mike Luke. All right, now, 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 let's talk a little bit about Let's talk a little bit about the teams. You want to avoid athletic, and again, I'm not really breaking any news right here because you are all smarter than me, but there are certain things that you want to avoid right now if you're the University of Arizona. You certainly you want to avoid athletic long teams as long as possible. Pardon the pun. Teams like Houston, no go. You don't want to play teams like that. Again, you're going to have to end up playing those teams. Those are teams. You don't want to play Arkansas in the first round. You don't want to play Arkansas in the second round. Those are the type of teams. Teams that are long, teams that can get up on you. Because, again, Arizona, the one thing, they struggle a little bit with pressure. Again, I don't know why teams haven't pressured them all season. I get the argument that... I get the argument about what people are saying that, you know, well, you don't want to get uh, beat over the top. I get all of that. Get to- I totally understand all that. But at the end of the day, though, Arizona's offense is so good a lot of times in the half court that you're going to get beat anyway. And again, so again, I don't know why they I don't know why teams don't don't pressure them more. But who knows? That's uh, that's something that I but those are the, that's a team like team like Houston, a team like Arkansas. Physical athletic teams. Those are the squads. Now, you might say to yourself, Mike, enough of the negativity. Who would you like to see Arizona? Who who would you like to see Arizona play? Every Big Ten team. The more Big Ten teams in, the better. These teams stink. Um, they're slow, they're plotting, and every single year they're gonna get 10 teams in. And guess what? They are all going to get bounced in the first round or the second round. This happens every year. Then we act surprised when it actually happens. And that's, I think, where uh, the problem is with a lot of these people. But, again, um, those are the teams. I have no fear of playing Northwestern or Wisconsin or Illinois or any of those teams, whatever, bring it. Purdue, same thing. Zach Eady is obviously really good. And then it's a bunch of limited dudes. That Those are the teams that Arizona, I think, matches up very well with. And quite frankly, if Arizona was in the Big Ten, I think that they would have run away with that conference because I think that conference stinks. Again, it still baffles me that they have so many teams that have gotten into the tournament. But I, you know... I guess, you know, people that are make more money than me certainly put them in there. But I do believe it's a massive hype job right there. Those are the teams, though. If you're Arizona, want to play teams like that. You have no fear about teams like that. But, you know, again, Arizona is also one of about, what, 15 to 20 teams that can, um, that can, that can, that can, that can cut down the nets, let's be honest. Um, they can cut down the nets and they can also lose in the first round. That's, I think, where, uh, I think where a little bit of, where I think some people are little, uh, little rightfully thrown off to a certain degree. But, um, again, that's what this is all about. You look across the country right now, every single team has head scratching losses where you're like, wait a second, you played like this one game and then you played like that the next game. That's what people don't get. And I think that's where people are a little bit, uh, a little bit thrown off, then, to put it to, to put it mildly. Um, now, um, where uh, where Arizona is is where Arizona is right now, though. You've got to look at it and you got to say to yourself, um, where is what 
you just want to be out west. I'm just going to put it to you like that. You just want to be out west because if you could be out west, that means Sacramento, that means Vegas, that means stuff like that, and that means that Arizona fans will travel because, as we all know, Arizona fans travel. Arizona fans are the best fans in the world. They're the most passionate fans. That's what we love about backing the A. That's what we love about being a University of Arizona Wildcat supporter right there. So, again, but on that note, I'm a, we're, we'll be up with you tomorrow, breaking down everything that happened in Arizona's first round game, getting you ready for the Friday matchup as well. But again, Pac-12 tournament is here. March Madness is here. There's only one place to be. That's Locked On Wildcats. I'll be back with you tomorrow. I am your host, Mike Luke.